What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Rich, and I'm your host, Barbara Ginty, and I'm a CFP, which stands for Certified Financial Planner. And I am here with my guest, Monique. Hi, Monique. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Sure. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How old are you? Where do you live? What do you do? What do you make? All the nitty gritty. Okay. okay. Um, so I'm 32. I live in Philadelphia, and I am a nurse practitioner. Um, I just started this job a couple months ago. Um, my annual salary is uh, 120,000. Oh, that's um, great. And then, well, thank you. Um, and then, you know, after the fun taxes of Philly, I bring in 3,000 biweekly. Biweekly. Okay. Very nice. And now do you have student loans from school? Yes, I do. Um, I've chipped away a good amount at my undergraduate. Okay. I have about, um, 19,000 left, um, from like almost 40. Um, and then I have 19,000 from my graduate degree at an Ivy League institution. Oh, very nice. Okay. So you have about... Not fun. Not fun. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you have just under 40000 total? Uh, yes. So what stresses you out about your finances the most? So my main stressor right now is um, the credit card debt that I've established from okay. my time um, in graduate school. Okay. Now, when did you graduate um, from school? From I graduated school? Uh, last year, okay. so August. Okay, so you've been out of school a little over a year. Yes. Okay. How, mi- how much do you have and on the credit cards? my income's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. How, how much do you have on the credit cards? Uh, so I have two. Um, one is 7000 The other is 4000 So okay. 11000 Okay. And you were just using them for, like, expenses in, in when you were in the grad program? Yes. I didn't really uh, let my quality of life change as I should have. Uh, <laughs> you just kept time. it all the same? <laughs> Kept it all the same. Uh, went away on vacation for you know two weeks. Lived your um, best life. Living my best life in grad school, exactly. <laughs> and um, and then uh, also threw in a move during that time. Um, my first time living alone. Because um, so you it was just a nice little tornado of debt. <laughs> tornado of debt. I haven't heard that one before. I like that description. So let me ask you, what were you making before you went back to grad school? Um, so I, 
this, this is like, like probably around 80. Okay. Um, and then I would pick up overtime. So like a couple of years, I almost made it to 100. Okay. But so you have a pretty big salary jump now compared to where you were before. Yes. And I was hoping that that would have saved me, but um, it appears I'm still living a finer life than one can. <laughs> <laughs> than one can afford. Well, yeah. And I, th- I think maybe because you probably, it's hard when you're making 80000 if you go to go back to school. It's very, you know, and you're now living on credit, right? Because you're either student loans or credit cards. So if you kept your lifestyle the same, I could see how that, you know, you could accrue some credit card debt with that. Because you weren't yes. you weren't working during grad school, right? Oh no, I actually was. <laughs> oh, you wait, you worked through grad school too? I did, yes. Wait, so, what? What, it, what kind of vacations are you taking? <laughs> it, I know, I know. I don't. I I'm very, very good at um, you know, arranging my schedule to accommodate for uh, what I'd like to do. Um. Yeah, it's the whole. It doesn't really totally make um, sense to me that I have what I have, but I feel like I need to do something to get on top of it because I don't want this to be. Yeah, no, because I would say, I think the idea to go back to grad school to increase your income, your, you know, your income by, by approximately 40,000, like if you weren't considering the overtime that you're working is fantastic. So to have 40,000 in student loan debt, but increase your salary by that amount, you could, you know, you could in theory pay that off in a couple of years. I mean, the one thing to remember is the increase in salaries and after tax, right? So, right, you you pay your your debt for forty thousand with after tax. So the forty thousand gross isn't going to net out to be forty thousand in a in a tax year. Uh, but so wait, let's talk about your budget because I think probably where where it's hard to figure out what's happening is we. Pro- do you have a good handle on what's coming? I mean, you know what's coming in, right? You have the three thousand biweekly. Do you know where all your money is going? So I sort of, um, like before I reached out to you to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, help me here, um, (laughs) I did do, I looked through and I was like, what, what's going on? Um, and it's, it looks like I'm like spending like $1,300 a month on Lord only knows what. Oh, like mystery. Okay. (laughs) Going out, anthropology sales, just, it doesn't seem like I like, uh, I, I think I sort of need a budget. And I think part of the problem is like coming out of school, I was making a good salary. Yep. So I just sort of never had to worry about. Did you kind of figure it'll just like work itself out? Hmm? Did you kind of think maybe it'll just like work itself out? I guess so. <laughs> I guess. Okay. So I guess I was just, just waiting to see what would happen here. <laughs> So let okay, so let's figure this out. So what do you pay? Are you renting or do you own? So I'm renting. Okay. So what do you pay for rent? So um my rent is sixteen fifty and then um plus utilities, which are usually around like twenty to fifty more dollars. So roughly like anywhere from like sixteen seventy to seventeen hundred. Okay. And, and that's, that's just like, like water, electric, gas. Okay, so let's and just call we'll just call rent and utility seventeen hundred. Okay. Um, and then what do you have? What's your student loan payment but between all your loans? So, like, the minimum per month is 626 Okay. And what are you paying a month? 626 Okay. 
<laughs> okay, well, that's not okay. So then, what about what about the credit cards? So um, that per month, I'll I'll like sometimes I I've paid before like a thousand on it before a month. You okay. know what I mean? So it's sort of waxes and wanes of what I'll contribute. Probably on on average, I'm probably doing somewhere between five hundred to seven hundred to just try to chop away at it. Okay, good. And so that's above your minimum. Yeah. Okay. Um, and are there any other like big? Obviously, you have food. You have. Do you have a cell phone or are you on your? I checked. Oh, I got the boot from the parents. Oh, you're like my first day. person, I think. Really? Well, I pay for well, my family funny. plan, I... which is like the antithesis of a, a millennial here that I actually pay for my parents and they don't pay for me. So I think you. We don't have that many people that are on their own. There's a lot of people that are on the family plan still. I mean, I called my mom after I switched, and I was like, oh, did you notice the difference in your bill? She said, no, I didn't even know that you left. I was like, this is fantastic. (laughs) Thank you for giving me the boot. (laughs) So I did, like, with the spend, like, the kind of necessities of life, I guess. Um, I pay an exorbitant amount on cable. Oh, really? Um, It's $170 a month. Whoa. Is that for cable and internet? I think that's bad. Cable, internet, and phone. Because okay. it's just like a triple play. Okay. Triple play. Um, and then, and what about your cell phone? Oh, that's $96. Okay. And do you have a car? I don't have a car. Oh, good. Okay. Um, yeah. Are there any other, like, big ticket items for your monthly expenses? No. Because your health insurance uh... is through work, right? I yes, think. it okay. is. I do actually have a nice amount in my Vanguard. That's probably the only thing going for me right now. And now is that your, is that, our, I don't know if you work for a hospital. Do you have a 401k or a 403b? A 401k. You have a 401k. And how much do you have, is that in Vanguard? Yes. And how much do you have in there? And that I have um, $111,000 in. That's fantastic. Does your, does Thank now, you. did you switch companies from when you, before you went to grad school? No, I've been in the same um, hospital since okay, I perfect. graduated from undergrad. Now, are they uh, are they giving you a contribution? Do they match what you put in or give you a percentage? So, um, like prior to our call, I did a little calculation. It looks like I'm contributing eight percent. Okay. Biweekly, um, so it's uh, it's around like two forty. Okay. And then they match, and it looks like um, it. It says on my because you know just checking policies before the call. Um, Doing some homework. Doing some, doing some work. Um, that they do a dollar-to-dollar match up to 5%. Fantastic. Okay, good. So that gets your actual contribution then up to 13% because you can count what they put in for you. Yeah. However, in my uh, the last couple of subs that I checked at, they're only giving me $120, which I don't think that's 5%. So I might have to call HR. <laughs> yeah, you could call HR and verify it. But yeah, they'll, they should do a dollar dollar up to 5% of your salary if that is what it is. But you can always call HR and verify what um, what it is and how it works. Okay. Because sometime, sometimes it's a dollar for dollar match and other times it's a calculation where you actually would have to contribute, you know, it's like 50 cents on the dollar. So you'd have to contribute 10% to get up to five because they match you 50 cents. Oh, okay. Yeah. So some it's not always as straightforward as it should be. So it's good to check with them to find out because you want to make sure that you get all of that free money. Because as you can see, since you've been working there since college, it really adds up pretty quickly. 
Totally. Yes. So I think that's fantastic. You're doing it. Now, do you have any other savings? Do you have like an emergency fund maybe? So I, I did, but that uh, also went away during grad school. So I picked it, that It got up. hit by the tornado. Everything got hit by that tornado. Except for, except for the 401k. Except for my fun. Okay, good. My okay, fun good. and my 401k. They stayed, they stayed uh, you know, intact. Um, so yeah, you never I want to do... touch the 401k. I, yes. Uh, that is uh, one thing that I've listened to uh, my father about. Okay, good. That was good. That, that was good advice. We, while we want to, we cannot. <laughs> yeah, no, never touch that. It's, I mean, obviously, I'm sure there'll be, there are some people that are going to have a really unfortunate situation where it's, you know, be homeless or take your 401k, obviously, but no, right. definitely not for like a vacation or shopping or anything <laughs> that, uh, you know, other than basic survival, I don't think you should be touching a 401k. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So just because you can't get back that time value of money. So the dollars that you put in at 22 have grown for 10 years. If you take it out, you don't get that 10 years back. You can't go back and, and act, act as if you're contributing as a 22 year old, if you're now 42. Right. You need so much more money. Yeah. So it's really important to always let that keep continuing to grow. So I think the trick here, which everyone hates the word budgeting, it's like such a dirty word, but I think (laughs) you have really good income and your debt isn't disproportional, meaning that you're not, you don't have income of, you know, let's say a hundred thousand and debt of 300,000. Right. So you, you can support your, the amount of debt that you have. And I think we can get it tackled in like a fairly reasonable amount of time. The only hard part is it is going to require work on your part with, with budgeting and, and making some decisions. It's going to be more about you making decisions. I, I think it's what it's going to come down to because obviously you can continue doing what you're doing, but I th- it's not working. It's not working, right? You're not getting anywhere. Because we should be able to get you to the point where you have a really good emergency fund. We can even get you to put a little bit more into the Vanguard account, and you still will have money for a vacation and to do the things you want. But I just don't think you can do everything you want all the time. Right. And that's what I'm doing. <laughs> because, like, I love Uber, too, trust me. And, like, I'm about to put myself on a diet. Like, I'm maybe I'll have my sister interview me, but I'm about to go on a diet because I'm spending way too much money on Uber. And I would much rather take a vacation. Like when you add it up, like if you think about what you're spending monthly on some of those things, like you could have a really great vacation or another really great vacation because I know you're probably already taking one. Yeah. And you could do it with getting rid of the debt. Okay. Because you ha- because your income's really good even after you contribute. Um, so I'm just trying to see here because with your rent of seventeen hundred, and we'll just say, um, if we get rid of your debt payments and just figure that part out separately. Your right. actual living expenses, what you need for like the basics. So you have seventeen hundred for rent, and then even one seventy with the cable, and we'll just say it rounds up to a hundred. You're at nineteen seventy, so about two thousand. And if we just say a thousand dollars for food, you should have three thousand dollars left in your budget. Right. For everything else. Right. Right. So that if you think about that, if you were really really strict for four months and save $3,000 a month, you would totally wipe out the credit card debt and have $1,000 to spare in four months. Wow. I feel like it's possible. I just need to. You you just need budget. to put together. Yeah. You need to, get to put together yeah. a budget. And I think there's a few ways. I, 
I have a feeling that besides the transportation, you're probably spending a lot of money on entertainment or like going out to eat or ordering in. Does that sound accurate or eating out? Going out to eat, entertainment, and I also um, enjoy a nice blowout every now and then. Hey, I don't blame you. Silas next to my building. Yeah. She's doing well with. She did well with your raise too, huh? Yes. Yes, exactly. Um. Yeah. yeah, I think for you, so I am an extreme person, so this might not be how it works for you. So, like, I'm the type of person would rather buckle down for 60 days and, like, knock it all out. I, be ext- I am that way as well. You are that way as well. Okay. Because some people yeah. are rather, like, to be a little bit more of the, like, I think my sister's more of a middle-of-the-road person. Like, she'd rather set aside, I don't know, like, a $1,000 a month and be done with it in a year. And I'd rather just, like, eat peanut butter and jelly and just be done with it. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So then I would say if you, I would put yourself on a budget. So all of your basics, so maybe not do, you don't have to do 3000, but if you did, even if you did 2000 to 2500 a month, you tried to save. And so you can still, you're still going to include whatever your, um, shoot for 2000 for just the credit cards. Cause you still have to make your student loan payment. Right. So if you right, do two thousand right. a month for your credit cards, um, you can get it. You can get it done in about five months, probably a little less, like four and a half. Wow. Yeah, and then that's if you think about it. Then when you get done with it from there, then if we drop it down, that you're saving a thousand dollars a month to make principal payments on your student loans, you can knock those out in probably two to three years and be done. That's awesome. So you could be totally debt-free making that type of money with an even bigger 401k by 35. That would be delightful. Yeah. And then you can, you'll be, the thing is, if you can get the concept down that you're saving money on a regular basis besides your 401k, but also for yourself, is buying a house a goal of yours? Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to be able to at least like have that to be saving towards, you know, like, because at this point right now, I feel like I'm... I don't have anything to show for all of the hard work that I just did, this great job that I have. And yeah, I just you feel like I have to change my habits or it's not going to Yeah, the, the go key, The key for you is you're going to, you're putting all the time in, right? You went to grad, you did everything right. You have a really good paying job. You have the graduate degree. So it's great to be able to do whatever you want. Cause if you, you're single, you said, right? Yes. So you can do whatever you want, right? If you want to get the dry, you know, go to dry bar, totally. you can go to dry bar. If you want to take an Uber, you can go to Uber. <laughs> if you want to eat out every meal all week, you can. You can get by and do that. But I think it, it would feel really good if at the end of it, you're like, oh, well, I have $15,000 saved. I'm working towards buying my own property. Right. Or wh- whatever it is that it, your goal is. But I, as yeah. you said, the key is getting this habit down where when the money comes in, you have it you decide and it's a proactive decision for you what amount is going to be allocated where and if you go over you go over right I mean that's fine but first you know tackle the credit cards then tackle the student loans but at that point you're going to be in the habit of when when you get your paychecks you automatically throw you know every two weeks five hundred dollars into a savings account for one of your goals so that like you said in five years you have something more to show for it than just the 401k is your question how do you do it (laughs) Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think but I think the problem is I haven't I think on the podcast I haven't done a great job explaining how to figure out the budget because it's something I've always done. 
So what you what you want to do is we know that we have three thousand dollars every two weeks coming in. So that means when you have that when you get your direct deposit of three thousand, the first one you usually pay rent with, right? Right. Okay, so you're gonna pay rent and your regular expenses. So that works out to be we had already talked about about two thousand. So you only have a thousand dollars left for that first two weeks. So you can do it one of two ways. You can say, okay, so I have two weeks left till my next paycheck. I'm gonna use two fifty or three hundred a week for food. And then do you pay or do you have to pay all your bills? Does your student loans and credit card all come out that first paycheck and then you have to wait till your next one? Um, the first one is really just rent, um, my cell phone. It is. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's really actually not that heavy. The student loans are more in the second one. Okay, perfect. So that actually works out well, budget wise. You're going to get the first one and you're going to right off the bat, you lose 2000, right? With your Mm -hmm. utilities and your rent. So you have a thousand left over. So if you have two weeks, then you know I think to get started, I would say you get two fifty or three hundred to live on that for food, which is so that's going to be a big difference for you, right? So you're going to have to like figure out what your right. meal plan is, how much you're spending a day, and I really like doing zero dollar days. Okay. So if you and this is going to take work, right? So if you're used to not having to plan out your meals or what you're going to be doing because you're just going to go buy lunch when you get hungry or go get a coffee, it, right? It's going to take some planning on your part to say, okay, I'm only spending 250 this week on food. So how am I going to do that? Like, what am I eating? Where am I getting it from? Am I doing it on Sunday? Or if you work long shifts, then maybe you do it in the middle of the week. Cause that's when you're off and, okay. and plan plan. I think that would be the best way is having a plan in place. And I would start with doing it a week at a time and seeing how it goes. And then you're going to have to adjust. Big time. Yeah. Yep. And, and don't, it's like anything else. Like this is, I, I'm going to agree. This is an extreme thing. This is like, some people would just say, I'm going to on Fridays, not go out and save a hundred dollars there. But I think that you could try it this way and see how it goes. And if you can, if you decide it's too much, too extreme, you can always go to a more middle of the ground approach and say, I'm just not going out every other weekend and saving that money. Right. But I would try it this way and put yourself on a strict budget. Cause you start, when you first started out after college, you weren't probably making 80,000, were you? Uh, no, it was like 50 to 60. Okay, so you you can live on less. You've done it before. Yes, 100%. It's just hard right. going down. It's much easier to move up the ladder than it is to move down the ladder. Agreed. So I would come and, up... And um, it's, it's hard, hard being like a single income. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right, it's like... Well, because the uh, thing is, then if you go... time to do it. Yeah, well, you have to make the time to do it. And then if you go and do it, this is, I think, the downside, is you go and buy the food, and then it's like, well, I guess I'm eating this every single day. <laughs> right? Because and that's fine. Right. Yeah, and that's fine. It's totally going to be temporary. Yeah. But this will be an easy way to save money. And give it a go and figure it out. Like, I know I did this, and this is sounds so extreme, but I didn't want to make my own food for lunch. And so... um what I used to do is split a Subway sandwich, the $5 foot long. So it was two fifty a day. Oh, okay. For lunch. So like, that's actually really not a bad deal for lunch. No, it's not. And it wasn't overly high calories because I was also worried right. about that. So for me, if I had oatmeal at home and then, you know, I brought, you know, brought home from home snacks. And then if I spent two fifty on lunch, to me, that was like still within my budget and I didn't have to meal prep. Right, right. So you can do stuff like that. Okay. So if you know kind of what your budget is Just for the week. figure out what works. Yeah, figure out what works for you. You don't have to make a homemade meal, but you can go to Subway and then get a foot long and split it, and there's 250 
Right. But it's just knowing what your budget is in your head is and how much you're going to be spending and where you want to spend it. And I guess like the also part of it is I don't even have a grasp of like what, what am I spending on Ubers each month? You know what I mean? Like where, so is there like, should I go through like all of my bank statements and like sort of see where it's going? So yeah, I just now make a conscious effort to change. You can do either. If it's interesting to you to see where you're losing the majority of the money you can, because if you're losing more of it because I don't know in the hospital they have a a cafeteria where you get like a discount on food because then maybe you're not losing as much to food as you think you are um I would look yeah I think it's it's I think it's more ubers and um going out and getting my hair done okay then yeah then and then probably anything else so then what I would do is do you take ubers back and forth to work if I wake up too late yeah okay (laughs) So then I would make the plan be, like, only taking an Uber if it's an emergency. Obviously, you don't want to lose your job, but make a conscious effort to take public transportation to work. Yeah. And And get a new hairdryer. And and buy a hairdryer. Or just, like, for a month, you're just going to wear your hair and, you know, for a few months, you're just not going to do it. You're just going to blow dry it yourself and put it in a bun or whatever. Right, right. Because once you, because the thing is, you have yeah, to remember, just, is once we free it up and you tackle that credit card debt, that money is now back in your budget. Right. And you can use it. And if you prepay principal on the student loans, you'll tackle them faster. And it's key that you make principal only payments on the student loans, not just send them extra money because it'll just, it won't make a difference. So before you go to do that, we should check in after you get the credit cards paid off. Okay. But I would, I would sit down and figure that, you know, I would spend about two fifty a week on food and transportation. So, because with public transportation, you'll be able to do that pretty affordable, but that's going to be no dry bars, very limited Ubers and going out. Like have people over to your, this sounds so lame, but have people over instead of going out or drink, you know, we both went to college, like drink before you go out (laughs) exactly, or bring a water bottle, like be shameless for a few months and get rid of your credit card debt. It will be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Yes, it will yeah. absolutely be worth it. Like, I've totally done it, and it's not fun. It's not ideal. Like, I've met friends for dinner where I'm like, oh, I already ate. I'm just going to have water. And, like, you won't have that many yeah. friends if you do that for, like, years. But, like, if you do that for a few months and just say, hey, I'm, like, working on some financial stuff. Like, I'm just not eating. I'm not going to be eating out. It's fine. Right. Right. That's true. With tackling the cards with the saving, <clears throat> like, the 2000 a month, like, should I put 1000 to each card? Um. So I was just going to ask you, I would say... Is your seven thousand dollar card the higher interest one? So they're both. It's sixteen point nine and sixteen point seven. Oh, they're about the same. So you know what I would do so that yeah. you see the benefit of this first is I would get rid of the four thousand dollar mm-hmm. one because you'll do it in like a little over two months. Okay. And then that would just be like you know ammunition for. Then you're done. Yeah. Finishing the rest. Yeah, right. exactly. Because yeah. you'll get the reward of being like, wow, I just paid off a whole credit card in that amount of time. Yeah. And then I feel like I don't want to ever see a credit card again the rest of my life. Well, so so then I think the key, so once you get rid of both the credit cards, besides making the principal payment on the student loans, we should add some money to just a regular bank account so that mm-hmm. if there is a bad month and you go over or whatever happens, that you have a little bit of a slush fund to cover it so it doesn't go on a credit card. Because as you're seeing, it's hard to get rid of them once you have them. Right. Totally. But does the budgeting part make sense? Because I feel like this is a part that a lot of people struggle with. And I think the key 
to it is really sitting down and figuring out what you can spend of what's coming in. And you can allocate how you want it spent, but just saying, okay, if I have 6000 a month to, that's coming in and I have 3000 a month for my student loan payments and my rent and my regular minimum payment on my credit card, I have 3000 left for the month to work with. I'm only going to spend 1000 of that for my food, transportation, and entertainment. So however you want to divvy that yeah. up. It was very shocking, honestly, when I wrote it all out. And I just, I thought that I was, that like the fundamental things were costing more than they were. So it was just very eye-opening to see how much I actually had left over in a month. And I was just like, where is this going? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Who's coming in and taking yeah. this? Just leaving my account. Stealing my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, you have very, you have very good numbers where you are going to be, because you have low rent and your student loan payments are not absorbent. It. So the fact that your basic bills are more than covered in two weeks of your pay is fantastic. Yeah. So, the, and I agree, like, it seems like, uh, like, on paper, it's like, this should be... This should be easy. Sorted. I'm sure you deal with much more difficult things at work, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, like, this should be, you know, handled. Um, so, I just, I, I felt like I needed to get someone else's input of, you know, I mean, to me, this this is very, very, very bad. Um, but I'm glad that it's something that's, like you know, could be managed if I just changed my habits and it, it can, focus more on the end goal. Well, I think the problem is with money is it just happens to you, right? So until you realize there's a problem, nobody is sick. So you work in the healthcare industry. So when your arm is bleeding or you have a migraine or you're sick, you have to handle it at that time, right? Or most people right. do, right? So then they get better. Right. The thing with your personal finances is there's no real, until it gets bad where you're like, oh, wow, this feels really bad. I have this credit card, this loan, I feel overwhelmed. You kind of just go about your life, right? Everything's getting paid and it's yeah. a, and very it's very common to not stop and sit back and be like, wow, I'm working this hard. Is my money working for me and helping me get to where I want to be? Because exactly. like you said, you don't want to wake up and be 40 and have had this great income and you have a 401k, which is fantastic, but you know, there's a lot you could... More. Yeah, you should have, you can have more. If it's a great European vacation every year and to buy a home and to have more money saved. So if you decide you want to take a year off, you know, there's a lot you can do. You have right. a really reasonable amount of expenses. You know, the, the rent is key, really. The fact that it's such a small percentage of your, your take-home pay. Yes, I am due for seeing what they're going to charge me uh, in February. So I'm interested to see if they're going to go up anymore, you know, like where that's going to go. Cause I don't really know that I feel like making a move right now. I yeah, think it I makes will... a little more sense to stay put and tackle this than to. I would say absolutely. If you're committed to it, I think that's the key to getting this squared away and you can get the first credit card paid off that I would focus on that and then get the second one tackled. And, and, you know, play it by ear. See how it goes with the budget. Maybe 250 a week isn't going to work because with your schedule, it's too hectic and you, you really need 300 or 350 So see how it goes. But I think now that you know that you are in control of this and it's by, and by giving yourself, okay, on Fridays I take Ubers, I'm going to make that sacrifice and it's going to take me six months to pay off the credit card, but I'm okay with that because then once I'm, then I get that done in six months and this is my next goal. 
You're a hundred percent control of your money. Right. right. You have once you know where it's going and what you're spending on things, that's when you get to make the decision. That's That's true. true. I, I feel, feel like, like I'm almost going to have to honestly take out $250 in cash. That, because then uh, I feel another issue is with my debit card that I'm just like, wow, that added up very quickly. Yeah, I, it's, and it's it's totally habit. So if you think 250 and putting that in cash and then having that with you and maybe not taking your debit card for with you for the day and seeing how that goes, that would be a good way to change your mindset. Because... Mm-hmm. Like, so what I try and do is I try and use zero dollar days during the middle of the week. That's yeah, like Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And those are the days I work the longer hours. I just try not to go out and buy anything and just bring what I have to work for food, make coffee at work. Um, And so when you think about having a zero dollar day and then this weekend it was really bad weather and I took two Ubers and then the pricing for those two Ubers, I was like, oh, Lord, that was so expensive compared to zero (laughs) dollars. You know, and I hadn't even eaten anything at that point, you know, like I didn't have any food. So when you start thinking about what you're spending on a daily basis, too, that's another thing that I would challenge you to do is like, how much are you spending in the day? So if you start your day, if you're trying to do a zero dollar day and you take an Uber and you start out at 20, you're like, whoa, I'm really far off. Right. Because, like, you haven't had anything to eat yet. And, right. And it's just been using a car to get to work or wherever Yes. Going. So when you yeah. – so that's why I also think it's good to figure out, like, so the 250s a weekly and then break it down to, like, kind of where you want to be daily. And then I would I would challenge you to try and have a couple zero-dollar days in the middle of the week. And that, that will yeah. really help the rest of the week. I feel like when I work, it's usually zero-dollar days unless, you know, the group orders lunch or – because, I mean – with, With my, my job, job, it's not, I don't, I work while eating. So, I mean, I. Yeah, you don't take a break. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, it's it's pretty, it could be pretty common that I'm really not spending anything, you know what I mean, during the day at work. But then there are days where that's not the case. So. Yeah. And um, even I if think, you, even if you take the first week as like, let me see how this goes. Like, cause if you've never monitored it, it's going to be eye opening. Yeah to see where you're spending your money and what and where you're making the choices to spend the money, right? Right. Because you don't have to cut everything out, but this you're choosing to cut things out to get rid of the credit card. So how much are you willing to give up to get rid of that? Right. I think it's going to be... Um, it's going to be... I think it's obviously completely necessary, and I'm just happy that, you know what I mean, I sort of have an idea of what to do because it, it felt very overwhelming to see on paper and just didn't really know where to go next. Yeah. And I think you should be excited about it because I think once you get, you change your mindset and form the habit of saving, like, and this is extreme stuff, but you'll read stories about people who did this. If you really decide it once you cut out your debt that you want it to save for a down payment, I think it would be within your you know purview to be able to save, even if we said like 2,500 a month, you could save mm. Like almost thirty thousand in a year. That's that's insane, right? When you think so, it's totally insane, insane to think, think of it like that. That's the way I would look at it. Like, think about what yeah. you could do if you if you save that amount of money. Right, right. And that would be with if you were saving twenty five hundred a month, you would have thirty thousand at the end of the year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So if you did that, so if you really wanted to buy a place, if you did that for a couple years, you could. You know, in two years have sixty thousand saved, and in three years have almost a hundred. 
Right. That's a lot of money. Yeah, Yeah. it is a lot. It is a lot of money. So I I think for you, the key not only is getting the credit cards paid off, but learning the habit of you're in control of your money and you're in control of where your money is going. And is it serving, is it serving you the way you want it to? Right. Right. Because you're going to look at everything. And and it has been out of control. So this is going to be, you know, I think this is going to be great. I am excited to, you know, get a tap on it and be in control of it. Yeah. And, and then be easy on yourself, right? Because if you haven't been on a budget and you haven't been doing this, it's things are going to happen that are going to be outside of what your ideal goal is. But if you can form these habits now, you're going to be so successful. Yeah. Because you have great income and yeah. Because I think we should get rid of your credit cards, then tackle your student loans, and then save for an emergency fund while saving for a down payment so you can buy a place. For, for life. life. For life, yeah. For, 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 for adult life. For adult life. We'll get you to adult life. You can own your own place. Yeah. And you, can do it, and you can do it by Very yourself. Exciting. Like, you have the... When? You can do it by yourself. You have the income where you can do... You can achieve all of this with on your own. Which, which is huge. Which is huge. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you're gonna ne- you're gonna now like friends are gonna invite you out. You're gonna be like, no, 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 <laughs> can't do that. I yeah, have a savings exactly. goal. Be like a hermit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and there's a sending SOS signals. <laughs> yeah, and there's always a fine line between, and that's why I'm in, I like to do things extreme. I'd rather be really extreme for four or five months and be done with something. Right. Right. So like. There's a balance between today and tomorrow. Like, you're not going to get your early 30s back, right? So you don't want to give up everything. But I think the key is figuring out where that balance is so that I think initially I would be extreme, get rid of the credit card debt because that's never going to help. And then that way we can tackle the student loan because we have more back in your budget. But, yeah, you're still going to take vacation, still do those things. But figuring out where that, that line is so that you feel like after three or four years of working, you have something to show for it and you still enjoyed right. yourself yes that, that is true the something, something to show for it is uh that's, that's a direct quote that my dad uses when we discuss oh really <laughs> what's going on <laughs> well so we so we renamed the podcast future rich because it's all about making sure that in the future you're set up yes. and you have those things that you need because you you're going to work hard regardless right Absolutely. you're going to be yes. working hard this entire time so you might as well have stuff to show for it when you get there Right. Because no, definitely. you're not going to remember every of the the blow dries or all the Ubers, right? Like, I think. <laughs> no, no, definitely will not. <laughs> but but the, the trips, that, that is something that you'll remember. But then, you know, when you're not able to take them, you know, that's a whole other story. Yeah. No, and that's why I think when you sit and you start figuring this out, that saving for a vacation will be much more of a priority. And you're like, oh, it sucks to get up a half an hour earlier to take public transportation. But then that way I can get rid of the debt, save for home, and still take vacation. But I just can't do all the... You can't, you can't have everything at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, clearly it's not working. So. <laughs> we tried that route. It didn't work. Yeah. That was a fun 10-year try. Next. <laughs> Next. Yeah, I think you'll find this one. And, I mean, I'm a budgeting nerd, but I feel like once you get into it, it's, like, really powerful. I mean, I don't know how to do an Excel document to save my life, but I, I mean, so I actually do it. I do it in my head. Like I know, and I'm, and what I do and like, I've obviously been like a 
very legitimate budgeter since I was like in high school. Um, but what I do is I create lives. Yeah. (laughs) My sister has not been a budgeter. Um, one of us got it. One of us didn't, but, um, yeah, we split it. Uh, at least you got it. Yeah. Thank goodness. (laughs) But you know, I would, and I can always send you over one of our guests gave me a daily Excel spreadsheet and she just tracked everything. So I can send that over to you. Cause I think that's like, if you want to try that, you can try that. You have to figure out what works for you just because it worked for her. doesn't mean it'll work for you. And just because right. I do it in my head doesn't mean you should do it in your head. But I think sitting down and analyzing where your money's going, taking a look at it, just like I go to your credit card, see what the breakdown is. And then I would be conscious of whether you have to take the 250 in cash or you I think that's a good way for you to try it out and just see where the money goes. Yeah, because I think it's like when it's on my card, I just am like, oh, okay. Swipe. You know, like I don't even have to really. And then it's, it's sort of an after effect. I'm like, it's oh my gosh, I dropped $150 yesterday. Like how did that happen? Yeah, and once you get in the habit of paying attention to what you're spending money on, and if you know right. in your head you only want to spend 250 in a week and you just spent $100, you are going to be like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> right. It will definitely be eye-opening and then it certainly would change change habits for sure. Yeah, absolutely. If you get those habits now, yeah. you're going to be so set. Good. I hope so. Oh, you will. I can almost guarantee Start budgeting it. like a high school you. Yeah, be like the high school me. <laughs> get those $0 days in there, Monique. Yes, those $0 days will definitely help. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll do a follow-up with you and see how this budgeting techniques. Excellent. Accountability. I love it. Yeah, we'll make sure that you're doing it. Good. I appreciate that. And thank you all for listening to the Planancial Podcast. We want to help you get future rich. So if you like the podcast, um, leave a comment and give us a like. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.